Okay, welcome back to another episode of Blockcast. I'm your host Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut, and I am joined with. So my name is Mark, and I am the CEO of Blockhead. Um, yeah, we are a digital news platform that produces content uh, and stories on the Web three ecosystem across Asia. And my name is Timothy Mazir. I'm the managing editor at Blockhead. So I'm in charge of editorial content on the platform and uh, ensure that news is up to date. And yeah. <laughs> And yeah, and my and my beard has grown a little bit more. So yep. yeah, welcome. <laughs> one one day, one way. If there are enough listeners, we will invest more and start to do videos, right? And then you you get to see everybody's face, and you get to see how the beard dynamic changes every week when we record. Guaranteed, we're better looking in real life. <laughs> Important running gear of the show, right? So yeah, we have uh, many stories for all of you every week, and uh, this week, of course, there's continued expansion on some of the leading sagas out there, and uh, we're gonna take time today to talk a little bit about the different things and uh, how's it gonna affect, right? So I think the recurring idea is contagion, right? So Timothy, take us through the first story. So the first story that we've been covering this week is about Genesis. A struggling institutional crypto platform that may be causing its parent company DCG, um, Digital Currency Group, uh, a billion-dollar problem that it cannot solve. And this is, of course, uh, probably linked to the 3AC uh, FTX uh, uh, fallout. Um, well, right now there's an ongoing run on deposits, driven mainly by uh, uh, Genesis uh, retail programs. Uh, there's an earned product that they have. Um, and as well as institutional clients uh, testing liquidity. Testing liquidity. Yeah. <laughs> take money, say take money lah. Testing liquidity. <laughs> news, news speaker. Yeah. yeah, news speak, news speak, bro. <laughs> it's an institutional getting margin call, and then the, the guys at the top say, hey, faster, take money out. That's the, that's the main idea. Yeah, yeah. Testing liquidity. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but basically, FTX has scared everyone, right? And, and everyone's calling back their loans, mm. trying to withdraw from whatever exchanges they can. So this appears yeah. to, to be pushing Genesis over the edge. But, you know, um, shuttering down that withdrawal uh, withdrawals, uh, you know, would be catastrophic for the brand and business. I mean, they have paused uh, withdrawals on the, on, on the earned product. Um, but, you know, it, it's hard to believe that they've had any other choice. Um, and right now, DCG, parent company, is trying to raise money, but they're facing two problems. Uh, first, the rumors are swirling that they've misled people, and second, you know they will not disclose wallet addresses of the trusts that back Grayscale products, um, which themselves are by far the most valuable assets uh, that DCG holds. So, um, yeah, the question now is: Will the potential one billion dollar hole in DCG's balance sheet um, cause further pain in crypto markets? Because you know, collapse of Genesis. Um, the, the crypto platform that they own could be much more impactful on the entire crypto industry than FTX. Um, and just to note, uh, DCG-owned companies, uh, you know, companies in their portfolio include, uh, you know, big players like Crypto Custodian, BitGo, uh, Web3 Browser, Brave, uh, Circle, which is the issuer of USDC, uh, and of course, crypto news organization, Coindesk. Yeah. Do people even use Brave? Sorry, so I, I know it's not the focus, but yes, do people ever use Brave? Yeah, so I think for the benefit of the uh, audience who might not be familiar with some of these names, right? Brave is widely used in the Web3 community. So like, you know, if you consider yourself like, you know, like a believer in like, you know, decentralization, right? Um, you know, you'll probably be on Brave. 
right? And then they, they also have like a pretty, uh, I mean, apparently more equitable system with regards to advertising than say your Google, right? Um, okay, the, okay. The other thing that's interesting also, it's about how um, information is actually stored on chain, right? So there's this um, on-chain version of like, I guess like a hard drive called Arweave. That's also very interesting. So I, I guess that the point here is that like some of the names on these lists, right? So you look at Brave, Circle, Coindesk, um, con if the contagion actually spreads towards these uh, areas or these companies, uh, the industry is really going to fit. Right, so because you, you're going to get hit from like you know not just um, from a DeFi company level, but also you're talking about a broader like ecosystem level, right? News organizations, um, you know, stablecoin issuer, and then like web browsers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, can can you give us a bit of color? Like, why is Genesis yes potential collapse like like even more problematic than FTX's co collapse? I mean, they are they are they're not technically in the same business. So just kind of want to get a little bit of color, like why is it potentially bigger and what is the kind of potential fall going to look like? Okay, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's quite complicated, la, but but basically DCG, which owns Genesis. That's why that's why people tune in every yeah. week, bro. It's <laughs> supposed to be complicated and then <laughs> we try to explain to them. Yes, come, tell us. So it's a DCG, which owns Genesis and um, you know the crypto asset manager Grayscale. They owe $575 million to Genesis' crypto lending uh, arm. The CEO said yesterday that you know the loans were used to fund investment opportunities and and, and to repurchase stock from uh, non-employee shareholders. But uh, ba basically, the, the the fate of uh, DCG you know begins and ends with Genesis. Uh, right now, it's estimated that Genesis has lost uh, even more earnings than it has ever generated since inception because of like the three AC and FTX uh, counterparty blowups. Uh, lost, yeah, like I think it's about one billion. So they they they're, they're trying to raise like five hundred to one billion in emergency financing or face bankruptcy. Um, That's bad. Yeah. So I mean, one one broad perspective here is that the companies and projects that DCG is involved in extend beyond um, trading. You know, so that that's why mm. if you see some of the names that were mentioned earlier, um, the impact on how I would say like the, the, the general health of the ecosystem um, could extend beyond just like, you know, like your, your, your crypto trading platform, right? So if, if you look at where, like how FTX was, was exposed, right? Or the companies that they were trying to save early on, um, most of these companies were essentially like um, DeFi protocols or like, you know, like um, crypto trading platforms. But over here, you have news organizations affected as well. So I think in, in, in a way, if you look at it from just a broad perspective, this, this affects other areas of like, you know, like the, or there's a potential to affect other areas of the industry, right? Uh, the second mm -hmm. point to make here is that Genesis trading uh, is essentially a blue chip institutional um, finance institution or, or digital asset institution. I mean, they, they, are, they are the only full service prime broker in crypto. Yeah. What does that even mean? What is a full service prime broker in, in crypto? So, so like a, a prime broker is a, a dealer that provides uh, custody of assets, OTC trading, which is, uh, you know, the ability to buy, sell uh, securities that are not listed on exchanges. And, you know, the third one is uh, to extend credit. So prime broker is, you know, quite it's similar to, uh, you know, a, tra a trap five brokerage firm, you know, you can buy, sell, yeah. borrow, go short, 
hedge, enter into derivative positions, and uh, you know they charge a transaction fee, and they are regulated as you know a broker dealer. Mm. Yeah. Um, so so like at least in, in the crypto space, you know they they are really important. Uh, you know. For, for, for the functioning of the crypto market. Uh. Yeah, and, and I think more, more, more importantly here, or rather like just as important here, right, an important, important point to note is that um, Genesis Trading is like, they're regulated to the hilt. You know, they, they, they are an example of like a regulated uh, crypto finance institution. Okay, so this, you know, like in our previous episode, we talked about how we could see more regulation in the space, right? Um, Genesis Trading, you know, at, at least has that perception of it being regulated. So. This could sh- shake the confidence in crypto in a way that, uh, I mean, with FTX, you could always pass it off as like, you know, bad actors of fraud, right? But in this case, you know, like, um, the entire institution was regulated to begin with. Fair, fair. Cool. So, so yeah, uh, G- Genesis's source of funding, you know, is borrowing via the Gemini Earn program and, and the Circle Yield program. So these are like short-term sources of funding that, that they had been, uh, uh, get, you know, this is uh, where they've been getting their short-term funding. Uh, and if funding dries up, then uh, Genesis will be forced to liquidate their loan book at uh, unattractive prices, or, n- or, or not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I get it. In, in other words, to put it to be simply, um, they run a broker and they they make money off flows, right? Mm. So they make money off all these flows and transaction fees. And in order to keep these flows going, instead of putting up loads of capital, they run this kind of short. Yeah. you know uh, capital pools yeah. like Genesis uh, earn like Gemini earn right which essentially is like the T-bills that government issues right you, you give T-bills 6 months 12 months to run the liquidity so that you can operate the whole broader bond market mm. so similar to that you know uh, if this thing dries up the whole shit sinks right then uh, they gotta take up capital to then stop get and, and kind of keep this running which uh, clearly at this point in time is quite hard yep. I mean if the, D, if the if the crypto guys are not you know, well capitalized to support some of these things. Uh, traditional guys are just gonna be like, "No, man, this is like crazy at this point in time, right?" So I, I, I really don't see any. Like you know, when when the FTX thing happened, right? Uh, there are a lot of people going on and say like, "Oh, this is like um, the Lehman Brothers moment of a crypto, right?" Um, mm. Genesis Trading is like a Lehman Brothers. They're like they are like a Goldman Sachs. I would say like in terms mm. of just you know like using analogies that um, yeah. might be more relatable here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think the comparison to an, from an FTX, you know, like for like to an institution like Lehman Brothers, probably not that accurate. Mm. Yeah. So FTX is a is a, the bears, right? Bear stones. It's gonna it's gonna go down, right? Yeah. And then someone's gonna come in to save Goldman. Yeah. Right? Something so like that. Like. We will see. <laughs> we will see. We will see. Ah, yeah. Every week sounds like it's crazier and crazier. Hopefully, we continue to give you guys good coverage on uh, what is happening, right? As as this whole shit expands and. Like one Mark keeps saying, get a cold wallet, right? I mean, <laughs> if you have a bag, get a cold wallet, right? <laughs> Protect yourself. <laughs> and then, I mean, although we joke about it, it's like a running gag, but it, it, is, it is as honest and advice as, as you can get, right? Uh, given, given all this saga at this point in time. Yeah, so this brings us to the second story of the day, you know, which uh, once again comes back into my realm of the discussion. And the headline here is Coinbase hits an all-time low, right? And for all of you that don't know Coinbase, Coinbase is essentially yet another exchange, right? And um, yeah, they, they are one of the listed ones on, on the stock market and it was like crazy when it first listed. The prices just rallied like crazy. But ever since then, it's just been coming down, 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 down. Right? And, and I do believe it's not so much just 
uh, the crypto fallout situation. Before that, there was like tech route. You know, there was just a lot of liquidity moving out of uh, big tech and growth, or even small tech, like something like a Coinbase. So their prices were just coming down, down, down. By this point in time, following this whole FTX fallout and amid the crypto winter, you see prices sink as low as about forty US dollar, about forty plus US dollar. It's it's crazy. Lowest price it's ever been, right? So eighty five percent down year to date. Definitely, definitely horrible as compared to when they first started. Which is also why, you know, um, I never buy IPO. I hate IPOs because of all these kind of things. You don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know whether the original investors are gonna liquidate out. You don't know whether the first round of IPO buyers are going to stay around to hold and uh, prices just move like mad and you don't even know whether the founders can continue to run the business in a listed format right so as a private company there are many things that you don't need to report but once you're in a list code structure uh, everything is different right so from the peak price of about 420 US dollar it is now trading at 40 US dollar so that is uh, pretty much 85% 90% down that's horrible anybody any thoughts on this Every day we report horrible news. Uh, where can we have some good news? Well, the good news okay, is this, right? <laughs> because I mean, like, if you are yeah. feeling optimistic long term about um, cryptocurrencies, I think Coinbase is a good place mm. to put your money. Uh, Kathy Wood has been loading up, right? Oh, that's a big That's a big statement. I mean, like, I, <laughs> I, I, I'll invest, you know. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's quite polarizing, like, you know, depending on how you, yeah, 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 whether yeah. you buy the hype or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I, I, li- I like what Timothy just said. He added uh, $53 million more this month in uh, coin stock. Uh, so, yeah, I think mm. it's about 4.7% of the company's total uh, uh, outstanding shares. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. I, I, I'm, more, I'm, more, I'm more amazed that she still has so much money to manage. I mean, <laughs> the original <laughs> thesis for investing in Coinbase, you know, I mean, at least my, my own thesis, uh, um, I think it still holds, right? This is a way... To participate in the cryptocurrency markets, um, but tangentially, right? So, so if you if you fundamentally believe that cryptocurrencies are going to be around, then I think that and trade it, uh, then I think this is one way to play it. So, what what is your thesis then? Like, why why is Coinbase uh, a thing? I mean, other than this whole like tangential element, like are they fundamentally? You know, healthy or good or like okay. So I think I think maybe a lot of people they are tuning in. They are like more traditional finance. You know, they they've heard of Coinbase and they they know it's an exchange. Blah blah blah. You know, but how does it stand up to other exchanges in the crypto space? Like, does it really have a competitive advantage or is it just like oh you know it's a tangential you can you can invest in in a share structure rather than buying coins? Okay, I mean I think in I can't I can't speak to the to the upside. Right about, about how many multiples this could potentially go up because I think that the crazy all-time highs were just really a result of like the um, you know the amount of liquidity in the market, right? So I think a more realistic a lot of hype a lot of hype at that yeah, point there's a lot of hype at that yeah, point yeah there's just like right a lot of excitement yes but I mean so so to to kind of like talk about my thesis on this right uh, if you recall in the previous episode um, one view of this is that we're going to get a lot of regulation in the crypto market uh, cryptocurrency exchanges will have to, pre- to, I would say, act more like normal stock exchanges. So if you're regulated and you're listed like a Coinbase, right, you can't do some of the funky stuff that the other unlisted crypto exchanges can do. So it's, it's, a, more cons- it's a more conservative bet in this, 
listens. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, okay. So in, in other words, because these guys are listed, you know, their books are open, everybody right. can see what's going on, you know. So uh, you you get a you get a clearer picture. I mean, re- recently the the guy that's coming in to liquidate FTX say is worse than Enron, right? So so it's a uh, you know private private companies as as is what it is. Uh, those things do happen. Yep. Uh, Tim, any thoughts on on Coinbase? I mean, yeah, uh, you know the 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 decline of Coinbase. We're not shilling it, huh? We're not shilling it. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> but I just want to say that you know the the, the stock price decline. Uh, you know, this is largely in sync with the wider crypto market, right? Bitcoin and Ethereum are, are down like seventy percent year to date, uh, as well. Um, but um, you know, a a, a look at. Um, at their most recent quarter uh, quarterly report, uh, suggests that there's more to more at play than uh, to to the exchange's troubles. You know, for example, uh, falling revenue uh, down fifty percent from the prior year um, to five hundred ninety million. This is also short of analyst expectations, which was at six hundred fifty four million. Uh, the user base has also been shrinking. Uh, of course, this could be a reflection on uh, crypto winter taking its toll on market participants. Yeah. People are not just uh, not, not, not so willing to trade anymore during this period. Um, but of course, Coinbase is obviously likely not the only exchange seeing less activity. And um, uh, yeah, I, you know, they, they, you, you can talk about contagion, but then there's also, yeah, there's also uh, competition or consolidation among uh, you know, crypto exchanges. So um, losing transactions in the short run while eating up FTX market share um, is a challenge that requires, you know, a good deal of resilience. It seems like Coinbase should be able to weather this. uh. Um, You know, they... they Bro, you're you're really like the... You're really like mainstream media finance reporter. (laughs) So the the lingua franca you use, right? It's very safe. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Hey, look, I should caveat that, you know, what I think that this is a... A decent bet in the medium to long term. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that, like you know, like I think that it is a good price at this moment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but no, of no. course, the CEO definitely thinks is a the CEO definitely thinks is a good price. I mean, the guy came out and said that you know, if if you guys are fat out there, our financials are public, right? We hold two million BTC, which is about forty billion worth in in today's price, right? So, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty crazy because the whole market cap is less than ten billion. Right, so the whole market cap of Coinbase is less than ten billion. Under their books, they have two million BTC worth about you know thirty uh, something, forty billion overall. But let's be clear, that is not theirs, right? Like they are essentially, you know, they are they're holding it, right? Because uh, people are putting money with them, right? So they they do hold them. You know, it's within their ecosystem, but that's not theirs, right? I, I don't know how much is theirs, how much money do they actually have in those things? Uh, but yeah, that's the overall situation. Yeah, maybe in the future, that's kind of how you're gonna evaluate. Uh, even blockchain exchanges or like uh, yeah crypto exchanges right the overall market cap relative to um, the amount of assets that they do have yeah I mean they they, they are using this uh, crypto winter uh, or at least downturn as uh, uh, to to try and shore up other revenue streams Coinbase yesterday announced a a partnership with WooCommerce so to to allow customers to pay using cryptocurrencies um WooCommerce apparently powers 25% of the top 1 million online uh, retailers. Uh, so, 
um, they, you know, they, they are looking at other revenue streams uh. mm, of course uh, they do uh. I mean as <laughs> with most companies no choice, they are yeah. Yeah. doing bad times yeah, yeah no choice uh, no choice I mean like when, when companies are not flying you know Air Asia started their own like taxi app right? it's like what the fuck right? but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know guy has to do something right so everybody gotta do something and it's, it's not always a bad thing uh, but as with as with many other tech companies if we zoom out on uh, Coinbase, uh, if you zoom out a little bit from the whole crypto thing, it is still fundamentally more of like an exchange, you know, with some sort of like techy new element to it. Uh, and for companies like this, at this point in time in the stock market, they're not very popular, right? So all their prices are coming down, which does not mean it's a bad thing. It could be something, uh, but that's for you to... I think maybe you should look at it as more of like a realistic valuation of where this is going to, you know, going to end up Right. Um, it's the same thing. Like for example, if you don't want to buy Bitcoin and hold it directly, or you don't want to trade it or invest in it, then maybe Coinbase is an alternative. Yeah. At, at least this is this is how or why um, a lot of people have been investing in Coinbase uh, previously. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, but I I will disagree with that, right? In the sense that you know you you don't try to buy the 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 futures exchange and compare it with gold, right? Fair it's enough. it's very Fair different enough. things, Fair you enough. know. Like the the risk the risk repertoire that is involved in in that is different. I I know people do think like that, you know. But uh, let's be clear, even owning a property and owning a REIT, right? The the risk structures are different, course, right? The things yeah. that you gotta look out for are different, yeah. right? So uh, I I think for our listeners tuning in. Uh, something to think about I know a lot of people will then start to peddle some of these ideas but uh, we're going to call it out here on the show first eh? the, <laughs> the dynamics are different please do not see them as the same okay yeah so that's for Coinbase uh, we'll continue to cover if you really want us to cover it come to our Telegram group let us know we may do a geek out on it like, and do a deep dive on the parameters of and the fundamentals of the company yeah cool uh, third story of the day off to you Mark uh, third story of the day uh, I guess this is one ending on a lighter and you know I guess more optimistic note. Um, we're going to talk about after nine stories. Uh, <laughs> uh, after nine of very horrible stories well, every week. Now, okay, we're something lighter, something lighter. Yeah, I think we're here to talk about how, like, you know, like the younger, younger demographic, right? Um, and by younger, we mean like, you know, people between eighteen or twenty to forty um, are still interested <laughs> in crypto, investing in crypto, right? Um, so this is really based off an OCBC report. Uh, I think just published yesterday uh, and we, I think they surveyed about 2,000 plus working adults between the ages of 21 and 65 and unsurprisingly if a fairly significant portion of people between 20 to 40 expressed interest in like you know investing in cryptocurrency despite the volatility in the bear market and I mean per- personally mm-hmm. like if you want my quick take on this the, the answer is very, the reason why is that, you know, it's really like, uh, it's really straightforward, right? When in our parents' generation, if let's say we're looking at, say, like the boomers, you, the, I mean, the whole, the whole play was to buy land or property. And then you could see that, you know, 30, 40 X kind of return on your money. The opportunities for us to make that kind of return, um, I would say like, you know, by us, and I mean like, you know, people between 20 to 45 at this point in time, there aren't that many avenues for that. There's Vietnam, guys. Yeah. GDP growth at 10% and more. Yeah. 
right? Over seven over seven years, they will double their GDP numbers, right? So just shout, give a shout out to our Vietnamese friends, right? So uh, I think soon we will all start to come over to Vietnam, yeah. right? And try to do something there. Yeah, yeah. But I, I hear you, I hear you. Because, because yeah, because th- there was actually one time that I was asking a friend, because I'm, I'm like a crypto outsider, right? And then I asked like, hey, why are all these people doing this crypto thing? Uh? Like, like what the hell? Like isn't this like a wild wild west? Like things look super messy. It looks like you're gonna like get affected if you participate in this shit. And then he was like, "Bro, you know, uh, there's really nothing else to do at this point in time. Like there's no property. You know, like it's very hard to enter all these other places. So uh, maybe some some people, young people, are thinking of entering this space to uh, as their platform to kind of accumulate wealth. Right. So I was like, "Oh, okay, that's an interesting yeah. perspective. It's not about not about whether I agree or not, but it looks like it's a phenomenon. It's a it's an outside bet." Um, that you know might come good uh, from time to time. You know, Saudi Arabia last night—that's a good example. <laughs> What's it? I mean, you mean like against Argentina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they announced a holiday, by the way. Yeah. They announced like public holiday. I was like, I was like, bro, they never even win the World Cup. Okay, they just won against Argentina. Like, do you need a public holiday for that? But okay, anyway, side I mean, story. You, you, side you, story. You need to take some outside bets, lah. And and young people are more willing to mm. risk. Yeah, like Mark said, because there's just nothing else uh, that can potentially give them, uh, you know, uh, you know such, such large uh, returns or potential returns. Uh. Um, of, co- of course, OCBC, with this report, is warning against it. Uh. Um, and, and of course, this is, uh, you know, uh, I, I guess to push some retirement planning or wealth product. <laughs> I, I cannot well, say, I cannot the, say too much about the this. The really interesting thing is that <laughs> Is that when you talk to people who invest in or trade crypto um, and who are younger, like so below 40 or even in the 20s, so let's just say 20s, right? Um, versus someone who is in their 60s, 50s or 60s getting into it, the perspectives are really different. Um, a lot of the older people, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to call them older people. I mean, sorry, because means that's not the politically correct. You just now. did, bro. Yeah, you just yeah, did, but, bro. Um, yeah, they hate you now. You know, just say. I say more experienced uh, <laughs> folk, right? <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of them, like you know, because like I, I met I met somebody recently who was like sixty five, and then he was like you know like had a had a crypto portfolio and he was buying tokens. So I just asked him like you know like what what are you what are you doing? I mean I I, I mean at this point like you know like are you, are you still at the wealth accumulation stage or are you trying to kind of like you know like try to secure like you know uh, some family wealth, right? Because this guy obviously didn't really need the money at that point, and a lot of them are just really doing it out of curiosity. Because they want to keep up to date, you know. So that 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 is one perspective, and then you have people in their twenties looking to make outsized returns because they are still in that wealth accumulation stage. And obviously, I mean, we all still are as well, you know. Uh, that's why I'm working and doing this podcast, I'm trying to make money, make money. Yeah. <laughs> make my money back. Make my money yeah, back. Yeah, but, but, um, yeah. so it's interesting. Well, like, these are motivating all of you. Right? And and then okay, okay. yeah yeah. There's also this. Uh, I mean, you know, there, there are a lot of ideological, there's several, there's several ideological kind of like uh, perspectives here about how, you know, with stronger regulation, you're going to kind of like, you know, block retail investors of a certain age or net worth out of the market. And I mean, I, I, I guess it's a 50-50 thing, right? Because on one hand, you don't want to be that paternalistic, you know, and then assume that people don't know how to manage their own risk and money. And then on the other hand, like, mm-hmm. you know, like if we take this attitude that like, Hey man, I'm 22 years old and I have nothing to lose, so, so let's just go for it. I, I think that that can be a pretty dangerous attitude when taken to the extreme as well, because you always have something to lose, you know. Fair, fair, fair. I mean, yeah. 
to be fair, I think that's a that's a much more nuanced discussion whether you have something to mm. lose, you know. But for all of you tuning in every week, I think the whole idea here is uh, I would I would resort back to the whole idea of the core satellite portfolio. I mean, it's very cheesy at this point in time, you know. But some things within your portfolio should be like more. A bit, a bit less exciting lah. More OG, more proven. You know, like those things could could be your fundamentals, but also be clear that those things are not gonna are not gonna give you that like massive upside, right? They're just gonna do what they have done all the time, and then you know, like like Singapore REITs is gonna give you like what five six percent yield every year. Maybe now the REIT market is down, it can come up a little bit, you know, or like the S and P five hundred has been giving seven percent, you know. Uh, so you know, you're gonna get some of these things that are like. Not as exciting. They they are proven. You know, proven does not mean it's going to go into the future. You know, but uh, that 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 would be to say like yeah, at least on on those grounds, I think you should you should have some of that, and then like you know, crypto can can be that whole like potential upside swing that you are betting on, right? That that this whole thing is going to come on the other side, much bigger, much more exciting, um, and then you can ride it. I think I think that's. I would believe that that is the way to kind of look at it, you know, from a more risk managed perspective, you know, especially for all of our listeners, right, in their thirties, you know, late twenties, you know, you have a house, you have all this, yeah, yeah, no need to be too crazy lah about all that. I don't know, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? I mean, I I would start by kind of questioning, and and this is fairly controversial, uh, you know, mm. we're always told that we need to kind of seek like maximum upside, extract the most value out of everything. Mm. Right, and this is also how the investing or trading world works as well. But is this necessarily mm. applicable for everybody in every you know in in and in, 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 in people who are in different stages of life and people who want different things out of life? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it, it's, I, it's I a very personal so. thing, like personal question. Like you know, like I mean, even yeah. like if the question of how much money do you need to retire, call it a day. There's, there is yeah. a fixed number fair, on this. Fair, fair. I think that there's an average fixed number as well. But what people, why people want to kind of like get there? I think that that is subjective. Yeah, yeah, topic, fair. So the, the the OCBC report, right? I love how Tim just swing it back. Love it. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a topic, right? I mean, the, the, the figure, that's a topic. The figure, yes. The that the bank put that's... out okay, for for uh, for this, right? Uh, the amount that you need to retire here. So like the lowest band is two thousand three hundred, but. According to them, younger Singaporeans want to retire earlier and so-called in style. So that fi- the the figure for for that <laughs> band is six thousand dollars monthly. So if you want, okay. if you want to, you know, you want to be at at that level, yeah. Then you got to take some risks. Uh. Of course, the you know they they say yeah. that uh, only thirty six percent of their respondents uh, in the twenties are on track to uh, reach their investment goals. Uh, and this is down mm-hmm. from seventy five percent, you know, uh, in twenty nineteen. Uh, obviously, linking it to 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 crypto, la. <laughs> They say that you know, mm-hmm. uh, people in their twenties who've invested, I mean, respondents who've invested in crypto have made losses about f- of about forty percent uh, of their principal amount, but they still want to invest. So mm-hmm. people still, uh, you know, accept the risk and are willing to, uh, you know, go go all in, la. Okay, but this is gonna take like you know, like I said, like, quite an ideological turn, lah. Okay, um, I'm coming from a spe- from the perspective where I feel like you know, like people are all gunning for early early retirement, right? But for some people, uh, I mean, I can speak for myself, right? Retirement is fucking boring. I mean, I you know, it really like I, I dread the day that like you know, like what like you have you have enough like say like you know like five k six k kind of like passive income every month to do what you want. Right, but like that's just, that's just enough to like just like be every, be like everyone else, and then just chill at the coffee shop. Right, there's really nothing to do. 
Yeah. So like, you know, like I, what, what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is that like this idea of an early retirement, right? It might not just, it might not be all as, as, uh, as great as like, you know, like what a lot of people think, you know, I mean, for me, I get, I get, I get bored of like two weeks just doing nothing in Singapore, right? It's terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's Singapore lah. Hey, man. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's Singapore. <laughs> maybe it's a Singapore thing. Yeah, but to be clear, like, yes. This whole idea of the Singaporean dream, right? Is it even worth your time, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Fair, fair. Bro, yeah. I got a solution for you. Ultimate solution. You have one kid now, just have two more kids. <laughs> You're gonna be like super busy. You have no time to think about these things anymore. Yeah. Okay, but but to be clear, to be clear, you know, uh, one one side note on this, you know, uh, you shouldn't be using your laptop in Bali or by the beach, like, It's gonna just hurt your laptop, right? So this whole stereotypical like fire, you know, by the beach kind of way of life, you know, just don't bring your laptop there. It does not work that way. It's gonna kill your laptop. I mean, realistically speaking, how long can you actually do something like this? Right, so like you know, like let's just yeah. say you're like you're three years living in Bali by the beach, right? I, I personally will find it like really dreadful. I mean, I'll get bored of it, like you know, like in a, in a few months, you know. Yeah, yeah, fair. But fair. My but, but but yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I do think I do think a big part of people tuning in will will find it uh, will find it you know like yeah it's 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 a thing you know like if I can invest in crypto and <laughs> and you know make my money and then like you know I can do this whole thing yeah, it, it's something for people are thinking about right they're building towards you know, human nature um, right so yeah. like when when the next big bet comes along right people are going to take that bet and the same thing's going to happen again you're not going to sit still with mm-hmm. your money man yeah yeah it's, it's true it's yeah. true that's why ocbc is trying to tell you to buy retirement planning products right <laughs> i think that's what tim yeah, was anyway. saying I, that, that sounded like, like no, a bit no, of a rant, say, uh, like, uh, sorry, it came out came out as a bit aggressive <laughs> I don't know, man. I I I, no, I can sit on the beach for yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, enough of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. yeah so see, see, like this, this is what I mean. Like, I think they're 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 varying, they're varying outcomes, and I think that they are varying, you know, lifestyles that people want want out of it. So depends on yeah. how you kind of like, yeah. look at it. Yeah, so our ultimate word of advice for our young listeners tuning in, uh, get a co wallet, right? And then, you know, have a have a call, satellite portfolio. I think I think that is still the as much as it's cheesy, it is what it is. Tim, any last things you want to add for for a story? No, I think we're good. We, we we've covered the big stories that uh, that, that are being talked about this week. Uh, uh, and I think we limited yeah, yeah. the FTX discussion to a minimum. It's great. Uh, I just want to caveat that there is absolutely nothing wrong with sitting around in a coffee shop and like you know like just working beer the whole day because like that, that's also what I do you're, you're afraid of getting cancelled right yeah. you're afraid of getting cancelled right after going through but, that whole rant yeah I, I just <laughs> want to say that like you know after a while we'll it cancel you <laughs> we'll, we'll cancel you right get, get, make sure you have two more kids you get very well, it could very well be the fact but that yeah. like, you know, like perhaps I just don't enjoy anything you know, this is a problem yeah. with me. Oh, whoa, 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 Then, then, then that's, a, that's a much deeper, more complicated <laughs> discussion. As, and then we will, we will continue to learn about as we move along on this, on this show. But yeah, th- thanks, for, thanks for bringing up those stories, guys. Amazing. Okay, right. uh, any last things to add for, for this week? You know, because there's just so many things to cover, so many angles to take, right? Uh, any last things that didn't, didn't hop onto this story that you want to just kind of denote, you know, for, for our listeners? Something to think about? No, I think we're good. Good. Okay. Um, well, I mean, maybe this could be like you know, like uh, enough. Uh, no more coffee shop yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Okay. Like, I warn you, so I will cut that whole thing out if you continue. <laughs> one more, one more caveat about Coinbase. Uh, like you know, maybe this is like okay. you know, like okay. uh, our Jim Cramer moment. Like you know, just just do the opposite of whatever whatever we're saying. <laughs> And you make money. I really, I really dislike the guy. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. It's like, hey, yeah, you. What? And then the guy called it and then it's like, oh, yeah. It's like, 
bro, that's not how you learn about this shit. <laughs> it's pure entertainment. Kramer is is annoying, right? And and there's a Kramer inverse index, right? Yeah, there is. There is. At this point is. in time, right? Someone created that shit, you know. I was like, oh my goodness, uh, amazing, yeah. amazing. amazing. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, thank you guys for bringing the stories, and uh, thank you all for tuning in every week with us. We will see you next week. Hopefully, by next week, we can come to you with like new stories that are not tied to FTX. But I I I highly doubt so. <laughs> Because this contagion thing is going to contage many other people, right? So it's just going to affect many other things as we go along. We'll continue to cover. And if you have any particular questions that you have, please come to our Telegram group. You know, we can explore some stuff. We may open a Reddit, so just shout out. We'll, we'll see how. You know, I think uh, Reddit is probably better for like discussions. So we may explore a Reddit. Stay tuned. Look out for it. And for all the stories that we've covered today, you can check out blockhead.co. Everything is in the link below. Okay, with that, I will see you all next week. Take right. care, guys. Bye, guys. Hey Coconuts, so yes, uh, I hope you enjoy this new show that we're building together with the team at Blockhead and uh, the goal is very clear, right? We're not here to shield any token or be a cheerleader for any project but we feel that there's a lot of development that's going on in this space that we could cover and continue to be a little bit smarter um, as investors. I mean, eventually you tune in every week to a financial podcast network so that you can be smarter with your investments and if it so happened, this is something that you're looking at the crypto space, Web3, Metaverse, all these kind of stuff then that is where we're trying to cover but not from the angle of like this is good that is bad but really trying to see it from like what is happening how is it developing and I hope you find this useful and interesting right so if you want to continue to get more coverage around the crypto space check out blockhead.co and then we will see you next week